Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the Realville universe. The full, the sport, the press podcast proudly brings to you the wrestling podcast live from the Detroit, what arena? Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Yeah, that's where they're. No, that's not where SummerSlam is going to be. Where's SummerSlam going to be? Lion Stadium, whatever that is. All right, 808s and chair shots. I am your host, Jeff, joined as always by Nee and Miss Wakandaliza Rice. Andrew, you guys say hello to the people. Hey y'all! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. All right, it's it's, it's always good to good to hear you, Nick. All right, you can follow the show on eight oh eight and chair shots on the Instagram and the Twitter, and I believe on the threads. Nick, are we on threads? On um, it's kind of hard for me to do because I'd be juggling four threads. Four threads. Okay. All right. I, we'll, we'll, we're we're going to be on threads. We're going to be on there. We're going to get there. We're going to figure so, it out. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah, we're gonna get Nick some help. And um, I'm sorry, you can follow 808s and chair shots on Instagram and the Facebook. The Twitter is 808 chair shots because of that pesky character limit. That's the only thing that's limited over there because Twitter is a cesspool these days. And it's my favorite social media app. Thank you, Elon. Anyway, all right. Um, now that we got the particulars out of the way, please like, please subscribe, please tell all the people you love about the wrestling podcast you love so we can grow this community. We're growing, we're reaching out to other wrestlers, other wrestling promoters, other events. Um, we're growing, man. We, we're just having a good time talking about the stuff we love to do. So with that being said, one of the big four in the WWE is coming up on the greatest day of the year, my actual birthday. Um, yeah, not really. But, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Don't Raise say. <laughs> no, but I'll just decide. One of the big four is coming up on August the 5th um, from Detroit SummerSlam. So we're not going to go over the whole car. You know, we're we going to get carded out by all the other podcasts out there. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to give you our matches that we feel are going to steal the show. And our match that, unfortunately, we feel like may be a letdown. So we're going to start with the letdown, right? Um uh, Andrew, what do you think? What is your letdown match of the evening? Oh, my letdown? Um, not, it's not a full-blown letdown. I'm going to say I'm on the fence. Okay. I'm not quite sure what to expect. But I feel like Ronda versus Shayna might be a letdown. Oh, no. Why do you, why do you think that? Oh, um, it's just the way that they have been picking up steam. Uh-huh. Like moving into into SummerSlam, I just kind of feel like it feels a little clunky to me. Yeah, it feels a little clunky. But I'm hoping that I am hoping that Shayna, because I'm rooting for Shayna, I'm rooting for Shayna Baszler. I am hoping that Shayna two times makes an appearance. Yeah. Like I remember, like Shayna Baszler was a wrestler at one point was who was to be feared. Yes. Like she was doing the type of stuff that Rhea Ripley is doing now. Like she was a oh, she was a viable threat. Like she was she was Shayna two times. I just I like all of that his that all that momentum that she had in NXT, I feel was just murdered on site when she made it to the main roster. Absolutely. So I am I am hoping it's not a letdown, but with how the storyline and all has been handled, it feels rushed. It doesn't like you can do a rush storyline and have it look good, but like I said, this one feels very clunky to me. Okay, Nick, what about you? 
for me, I was going to initially say, because there's no stipulation to this match, it was yeah. going to be Cody Rose and Brock Lesnar. Maybe because I wanted something special to be added on to it, and I didn't get that. So maybe they have mm-hmm. chance between time they could, but I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. But my pick of potential letdown is Ricochet Logan Paul. <gasps> really? I mean, the buildup has basically been, hey, Ricochet, do something outrageous. <laughs> hey, Ricochet, do your usual flip thing that you did a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Hey, Ricochet, just come out of nowhere and just splatter Logan Paul. Yeah. That's what it yeah. feels like. He comes out with the cell phone, do the goofy thing. It, it, it might work for some people. It doesn't work for me. Okay. So... Is at especially after what was it on uh, Money in the Bank? How that ended? Yeah, could have ended with both of them being hurt, hurt. Like now they're building up a match, so it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I want to prepare myself to be okay. They did better, but right now in my heart, okay. in my heart, somewhere between this chest of mine in my heart. Oh Lord, sir. But the match <laughs> would be better. I just hope. I just hope. I my letdown match, honestly, Nick, you 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 kind of said it already. Is I feel like Cody Brock needs a stipulation, like it needs something. We've seen Cody versus Brock. You know what I mean? We've seen this twice and with everything else that's on this card, that match needed something to me. So that's that's going to be my letdown is is that match because of course you got to have Cody, you got to have Brock, but I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do with that one. But I, I've been wrong before with a Cody match, so I'm 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 open to being wrong again. All right, so let's go to right right back to Unique. What is going to be the match that steals the show? Oh, well, I hate to be that guy. Uh-oh. I hate to be it, but I'm going to go with the big man slapping meat match of Gunther and Drew McIntyre. That's going to be a good one. But a simple fact, both of them can go. Yeah. That could be a, <laughs> what, 45-minute match by itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a whole that's an Iron Man match. Yeah, two falls count anywhere match. It's everything um, you want. Yep. Everything you want right there in one singles match right there. So I'm gonna go with that one. That's my pick for the show. Okay, Miss Andrea, I'm gonna have to agree with Neat. I y'all know I love Gunther, so yep. I just I I've been liking this rivalry because I wasn't really. In the recent months, I mean, he hasn't been around. I was really, I was interested to see what Drew McIntyre was going to do, but I do like him in this rivalry with Gunther right now. And then considering it's for the title, this could go on, depending on how they book it, they could fight forever. Yeah. They really could. It's a good match. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing, and this one, I'm kind of up in the air. I don't know if it'll be a show stealer. I don't know if it'll be a complete dud. I don't think it I don't think anything bloodline right now could be a complete dud. 
but I am interested in seeing what tribal combat looks like. Have we you. had that before? No, nah, they they made that up on on the they yeah made they made that yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that gonna look like? <laughs> I'm with okay. you on that. I, I that that whole I had no clue what they mean by that, but I'm here for. It. I want to know where they're going. Um. Uh, my match, my match is I totally disagree with Nick. My match is Logan Paul and Ricochet because they're both gonna do something stupid. Wow. It is. <laughs> That's it. That's that's it. That's what because cause the match matches are gonna be like low. Come on, man. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Gunther is gonna be amazing, right? It's gonna be hard hitting, it's gonna be amazing. Um the triple threat, what is it? Bailey, not Bailey, my goodness, but uh Bianca, Asuka, and who else is it? Is that in Charlotte? Is that triple? Yeah, that's that's gonna be great, right? Tribal combat, amazing. But we gotta have somebody jump off something. Why not put both guys that are gonna jump off something in the same match together? And let's do it. So, so they can crash here. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that, that match is gonna be like a highlight reel type of deal. Yeah, it's it's gonna be completely different. That match is gonna be completely different than everything else on the card. That's why I like it. To me. To me. Okay. To me. All right, we go. All right. So that's our SummerSlam preview. Okay, um, let's do a review of sorts. Um, th- one of the best shows on TV, especially if you're a wrestling fan, Dark Side of the Ring has been cooking this season. Um, with different, <laughs> with different, um, different cast of characters this, uh, this, this year. Um, yeah, man, it just some of the some of the lesser known guys you 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 hear about, then you hear the stories like Jesus Christ, like that is sad. Um. And the last one that got our group chat a blazing was the Abdullah the Butcher uh, episode. Um, more so, just just talking about the blading and and just and what he had going on. Um, Andrew, you brought this up. I, I'll let you take it from here. Like, what, what were your thoughts? Oh, I had so many. Um, <laughs> so, do I need to give a recap of the episode? Yeah, yeah just in case people haven't seen it. You know, spoiler alert. fast forward for about five or ten minutes but all right so for those of you who don't know there was a pretty much he's like a pioneer of of the death match kind of sort of but abdullah the butcher he was a um like he inspired a lot of our favorite wrestlers favorite wrestler in the um show mick foley used to tell people Mick Foley mentions that he used to tell people that Abdullah was his dad. Like he's Mm -hmm. very, has a very gory, very bloody, very rough style of wrestling. And one thing, like he's a very scary guy. Like one thing that I, I noticed from, from the episode before they got into some of the, the less flattering aspects. One thing I noticed was that like they said, you don't just get over people aren't just rooting for you to get over rooting for you to win they're rooting for you to survive when you fight abdullah the butcher right, so he right. was that he was that guy Sheesh. yeah <laughs> however and he was also kind of sort of like a mentor to some of the younger wrestlers who wanted to emulate his style mm-hmm. in comes hannibal in comes a young wrestler named hannibal who from what i have learned 
in my in my own research or listening to other people talk about him, he mm-hmm. was bleeding on his own. Yeah. He he was already bleeding and doing the blading and all. And there was a match where, according to Hannibal, and this is from his recollection, he told Abdullah not to blade him, but he claims Abdullah did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, Hannibal gets a contract with WWE. And while he's undergoing his physical, they do some blood where it comes back that he has hep C, hepatitis mm-hmm. C. Mm. And it's a rare form of hepatitis C. And so he feels, I won't say he feels, it comes out that, or he comes to the conclusion that he had to have gotten it from Abdullah the Butcher because he's the only one who, or he claims that Abdullah is the one who bladed him and gave it to him and that Abdullah's blood type, his blood came back as having the same strain of hepatitis C. Yeah, yeah. And so he went, he sued Abdullah the Butcher. He, the settlement, he sued and won. And here's the thing. He won. He won. And the judge ordered that Abdullah is to pay him 2.3 million. And according to Hannibal, Abdullah has not paid anything yet. And according to Abdullah, he can't pay because he don't have the money. Yeah. Ooh. It's so much. It was so yeah. much. So what? Oh, okay. You can't make me pay two point five if I don't have two point five. Like you can award two point five all it's you 2. want. Two point three. Two point three. Excuse me. You can award two point three all you want. I don't have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> shit. What you want me to do? <laughs> but um, yeah, that was straight because we because if you remember, they they showed the video. Yes. of that match right and show the video of that match and you can see abdullah going in and like you know blading the guy like you know yeah. what i mean and i think he didn't he actually blade himself first with the same one and then cut yes. him with it yeah and, and and then his manager abdullah's manager was like he's never done that before so that was weird that was weird to watch and the story got weirder as the show went on, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, Hannibal, then roughly what ten years later, because now he's cleared to wrestle again, mm-hmm. goes back and oh, because he lost his contract with WWE, right? Because of the Hep C thing. Um, but then he he gets cured of the Hep C and some um, some drug that he was taking, not drug, but some some kind of treatment. Yeah, some kind of treatment he took that was uh uh one of a kind or something like that. And it's it's gone. Hep C is gone. And he goes ape shit on a referee in the ring and and, right. and yeah. And and it's like, dude, like you're not getting sympathy votes here, buddy. Like I don't really know what not. you want me to say. Like you're not helping your cause, your case or anything with that type of stuff, man. But yeah, no, that so we brought that up because blading. Blading has been a thing in wrestling shit before we all were born. Um yeah. we're being honest. Um some of our favorites are heavy are or war or were heavy bladers. Uh, looking at you, Ric Flair, uh R.I.P. Dusty. You know what I mean? Um what do you guys think about blading? Like, is it it still have you know, we still see it 
Uh, once or twice a year. <laughs> um, if you're John Moxley, it's every damn match. If it's John Moxley, my goodness, exactly. Jesus, man. Like, remind me to come back to Moxley. Remind me to come back to that. But um, what, what, speak just, just, just on Blading. What do you guys think about that? Where are you guys staying on that? Laban for me is just something I feel now that we have better things looking medicine, see people's blood work, we won't have situations like a Hannibal and Abdullah. We won't have that because I think this new generation of wrestlers mind their health more than anything. So yeah. I think that would be that's a great thing, but also I don't think you should blade every other match like John Mosley does. <laughs> I that feel like Huh? No. I said it can't be healthy. Oh, it no. can't be. Not it don't every match, bro. I I just feel you can do it for certain matches, but not all. And if y'all do do it, practice it so it won't look as bad as it needs to be, because the one thing I've learned from Blaine, you don't know who's a heavy bleeder and who isn't. Yeah. And you never know. One punch can probably have them bleeding too much. Way too much to make it one safe to wrestle that person. So for me, I think it needs to be done in a tactful way for certain matches only. That's it. Okay. I mean, I I was going to say I agree, but honestly, I personally, I could do without it. Okay. it mm, I feel like if you're going to bleed in a match, well, so I want to be careful how I say this. I'm not saying you should go into it looking to make your opponent bleed, mm -hmm. but if it happens naturally, then it happens naturally. But all this, like you say, you don't know who's a, who's a heavy bleeder. You don't know who got what. Yep. You don't know where the blade has been. And that's something I want to touch on too. You don't know where the blade has been. Like it's just exactly. like it's just it's it's really unsafe at this point in time. Like it's it's not something that needs to be done. Yeah. Like I could, like I say, I could go without it. If it ends up if somebody ends up bleeding naturally, then that's whatever. But going in and cutting and slicing, nah, you don't have to do all that. But something I I and I don't mean to like talk over you or anything, but I do have a question about like going back to Hannibal. Well, what are the, like when it comes to blading, like what really are the ethics and would it, would Hannibal have been fine with it had he not gotten help C considering what he did to that ref 10 years later? Man, that's a great point. Cause he kind of had, like he would have had to be right. Because you, he's doing the same thing and yeah. yeah right. And, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like it got the whole story, the whole Abdullah not being able to read, can he read, can he write, can he do it? Like all that stuff was just like so like I was like I literally was watching that like, oh, this is too good. Like I was fat, like I just could not believe because I remember Abdullah the Butcher. I remember the the match in WCW where he sat in the electric chair and got electrocuted weirdest crap ever. I don't know if y'all remember that match, but I forget what it's called. But I remember him getting electrocuted on that WCW match. Like, um, so yeah, he couldn't have been upset because Hannibal is is a part of that that type of wrestling where they blade and and poke each other and 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 yeah, just mutilate each other. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. 
And another question I have to go along with that, because Tony Atlas said something that while I was watching, like I said, like I told you, I was conflicted. But yeah. Tony Atlas said something that kind of stuck with me. He said, when you, you when you take when you're in this business, like there's a certain risk you take, like, you know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. But my question is, is like, is hepatitis C really a worthy risk? And then no. to go back to what Neek mentioned earlier, you don't know where the blade has been. Like, is Abdullah really to blame? Is help C a worthy risk? And then like, because at Tony Atlas also mentioned that they don't clean those razors and you don't know who's had them. Like, who is who is really to blame? And does he really deserve 2.3 mil behind it? Like, it's... It's just so much. I think it's the culture, right? It's the culture from the eighties in that, in that, in that. Um, I guess it's called indie. In well, not called. I guess it is called indie, independent wrestling. Where these guys, you know, they're like you said. I agree. Like Tony Allen said, that that you don't know where that blade has been because it's it's everyone's using the same one, or, or you know, you used it in a match in Connecticut. Now you're in Maine. You gotta use it there. You know what I'm saying? Borrowed like, it from somebody. Exactly right. right? So you're you're doing stuff like that, and it's like, dog, you're not this. I know we're all trying to get to the big league, but it's it's like doing a a a, a seven sixty hurricane rider from top of the the gymnasium backboard. Like, why are you doing that, bro? Like, you know, what I'm like you're putting your life on the line in this basket high school basketball gym in front of thirty five people tops tops for what you know you can just put on a solid match do your stuff talk and sell it that way you don't have to kill yourself every night like this no nah, man it's crazy and crazy. you know what i'm glad you brought that up too because sometimes when people blade and it gets real messy that to me that kind of draws attention to how sloppy the match actually was like you yeah. can't substitute blood for an actual good match Mm -hmm. right, like, right. Yeah. yeah like people use it as a crutch yeah yeah i noticed that as a kid yeah like the blood should enhance them like stone cold and bread um mm -hmm. a couple of brock brock lesnar's when he bled out of nowhere like it's certain stuff that happens that it it builds it adds to the match and then at certain times like nah, i didn't want to see all that like oh maybe because i'm getting older but like, I guess now we can kind of talk about Moxley. Like, he's got to chill, bro. Like, even if he's not blading, like he may even be just using the um the blood packets, you know, whatever. Because, uh, but dude, did y'all watch that? Um, what is it called? Uh, their version of tables, ladders, and chairs. Uh, hardcore or whatever. Come on, Nick. You know what I'm talking about? The double the double cage match they have with the with the oh, weapons inside of you love it. No, no, no! It's it's blood and guts. It's called blood and guts. Blood and guts, yeah. Blood and guts, dude. It just happened. It just happened. So in the blood and guts match, Moxley, out of nowhere, goes up under the ring and gets a bag of of broken glass, broken glass, just broken glass in a bag. Pulls it in the table. They're body slamming each other on it. Then somebody says, "You know what? I'll do you one better. I'm going to get thumbtacks or whatever it was." Then the next person says, I got that beat. I'm getting a bed of nails. I'm sorry, what? That's too much. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. In 2023, that's what we doing, bro. Now, mind you, of course, the nails weren't really nails because somebody got body slammed on them and 
they didn't die for lack of a better word because they they were like a bed of literally a bed of nails and they were long nails so the person didn't die but or right. get punctured or you know what i mean but it was just the fact that you body slam somebody on a bed of nails like dude we don't need that in 2023 jump off some cool maybe a chair shot here or there all right we can do that we don't need glass and better nails. Nah, we good. We we we've advanced. We've we've elevated past that. To me, I don't know. Y'all may feel different. I mean, I think for John Mosley, he he feels a little indifferent from blood being used. He feels like this is a combat sport. Yeah. So what are we made out of? Blood, guts, bones, <laughs> muscles, tendons. Yeah. Okay. So I guess he feels like doing that shows it that we're human. This happens when you get real into the combat world. So mm-hmm. I think that's his point of view. That's what I think his point of view is. I mean, that's true. But at the same time, like, what other combat sports? And I'm I'm being as I'm being respectful towards wrestling right now. We all know it's a scripted sport, it's sports entertainment. But what other combat sports just bleed profusely like that without any type of within without any type of referee stoppage? Because I've seen some pretty brutal oh. MMA matches, but yeah. like you don't never really see them just pouring blood, just shooting out every like it's not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If it gets too bad, the ref. Even if I'm a big boxing fan, so even if they're, if they're bleeding too bad in boxing, the ref steps and says, "We we can't go on. Right. It's gonna be permanent damage." You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, they don't do that. So I'm with you, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I feel you. All right. So now, oh, I'm sorry. We're moving on, Andrew. This is your section. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I have two things for you all tonight. Let's do it. Well, I have I have three actually. So I have okay. one would you rather. Okay. I have one question. And then okay. I have my hit the hit hit my theme music for the week. So I Let's have those it. three things. Let's get to it. So in a perfect world, hepatitis C aside. <laughs> <laughs> Help C aside. Who would you rather? Abdullah the Butcher or New Jack? Oh, fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. uh. (laughs) uh, that boxing clip of the dude when he's about to, I think Deontay Wilder, he was about to fight him, uh, and dude walked out the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gonna walk out. You ain't gonna do it, Nick. Just walk out. I'm good. All right, all right. If I have to pick, I'm going to say Abdullah the Butcher. And here's why. Because at least it seemed like Abdullah wanted to try to wrestle at certain points. Oh, he yeah. might want to yeah. try to pull my teeth out or you know, something like that. But with New Jack, New Jack did not have a game plan at all. It was just, ooh, let me see if I can throw you off of this. And then, God forbid, he doesn't like me. And <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a it becomes a crime scene at that point. Like, so nah. R.I.P. Love New Jack. He was in my top ten black wrestler of all time. We did that episode a couple a year ago. Um, but without that, give me. I'll take Abdullah Butcher. Nico, you got. 
Like I said, I'm just getting out the rain, bro. <laughs> Andrew, which one you pick? Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I watched New Jack's episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and I kind of felt like I understood where he was coming from with some okay. stuff. Okay. Because <laughs> with the whole I... Grimes thing, I'm like, I understood where he was coming from. Because he okay. told him, we going up on top of this scaffold, we going to go down on three. And Vic talking about something, he's scared. Like, don't y'all practice this ahead of time? Like, didn't you know y'all was going up there? What you mean you scared? I feel like New Jack could have handled it differently. There we go. <laughs> See, that's the problem. <laughs> you talking about some, oh, I you. No, no, you won. No. That's that's my fear is that I get up there and, and I got some questions before we start doing the crazy stuff, and he don't want to hear it. We just do crazy stuff on his accord. I, uh, no. And Lord forbid, don't forget to um, visit him in the hospital. Oh my god! Next message. Okay. What's next? <laughs> Great. So my next question for you all: mm-hmm. Who are some wrestlers who you feel have left WWE and who were underappreciated? Who were underappreciated, underutilized in WWE, and they <laughs> left and they are a big deal elsewhere. And I'm asking this because this past Friday. I had some connectivity issues, but I was able to catch Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor. Okay. Uh-huh. And Athena shocked me. I did not what I hadn't been keeping up with her since. Oh, um, she's getting better. It's to yeah. a point where you can't deny at this point. You really yeah. can't. Yes. Yeah. This shocked me. But I was, she's a she's a big deal. And it's yeah. crazy to think that of how she was treated in WWE and then to see her now. It's yeah, mind blowing. She's my first choice of someone who's it would be Athena or Ember Moon in WWE. Like she was she was one of my she was she is still one of my favorite wrestlers, period. But definitely women wrestlers uh are going. She just she's just fun. She she tells a great story. She, yeah, she knows what she's doing. So I'll start there. FTR, um, I think they were poorly used in um WWE once they left NXT. And I love what they're doing in AEW. Um, Trinity, Trinity, I think now is Impact. Yeah, champion. Yeah, I mean, say what you say what you will about Impact. I've 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 DVR it every week. I don't watch it every week. I'm just being honest. But I've I've tried to go back and watch that now more that she's there. They got some bad wrestlers there, number one. But that's the, that's not what we're talking about. Um, but she's she's one, and I go with those three: Ember Moon, well, Athena, FTR, and Trinity. Trinity Five Two. All right, I go with Athena, aka Ember Moon, as well. I mean, she. I mean, look, since she's got that belt, and since she's free from WWE, she's been on top of her game at this point. Her and uh, Willow had on a great match, main event for ROH. Shout out to Willow. It was a good match, but I think they got that win. Um, She has been used correctly, and she's doing a good job. So shout out to her. Matt Cardona, who we talk about a lot on this show as well, a.k.a. Zach Ryder. That's my other 
if we're talking men's side, on his men's side, because he's winning every belt, getting on fans' nerves, talking stuff on Twitter, um, got stuffed on him when he won a title, walking around with other titles, have, living his best life. Hey, that's my, those are my two right there. Okay. Right. So I'm a I'm gonna go with Athena as well. And then another match that kind of I won't say it shocked me, but these are two people who in WWE, one of them I was already a fan of. I just wish they would have bumped him up to the to the upper card main event. And then the other mm-hmm. I wanted to like him, but I didn't really see him enough. But I would have to go with the bastard Pac or Pac, however you say it, mm-hmm. and Claudio Castagnoli. They I am, yeah. I am glad that they were able to leave WWE and really like put the rocket on their own back and really just make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's good to see them taken seriously. And is it Pac or Pac? I'm going with Pac. Yeah. Okay. That, that's and what reason why I ask because just like you said, like it's been pronounced. It. They pronounced it each way, depending on who the, uh, the 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 ring announcer is. They say it different ways. So yeah, that's confusing. All right, next one. All right, and then last but certainly not least, hit my theme music. Mm-hmm. This week's theme is hit the studio. Wrestlers who sang their own theme music. <laughs> so. My favorites, well, I have some wrote down already. So we have John Cena, Shawn Michaels, Naomi, who now goes by Trinity, Mm -hmm. Chris Jericho. And then this one, which I don't know if too many people know this, but it's not her theme music. It's for Carrie and Cross, but that's Scarlet singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. dope. I didn't know her. That's her. I didn't be, I didn't really believe it at first, but then like if you really listen, you if you listen to her talking and you listen to the song, like that's her. Got it. Mm, the voice. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can imagine it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm trying to think. Who are some of the ones that that sing their own music that I like? Of course, Cena, Shawn Michaels, um Trinity. It's one more. Well, that don't count. The Usos one doesn't really count because, well, it kind of counts. They're they're, they're doing the day one. They want the yeah. remake. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm leaving somebody out that I love, and I know I'm 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 going to think about. It. It's going to pop back in my head when the show's over, and I'm going to be pissed off. Go ahead, Nick. Who you who you have? I'll go with Shawn Michaels, um, John Cena, of course. For awkwardness, I say our truth. Yeah, okay. Because that one. Huh? I said he does it live. Yeah, yeah. Too, so that means, you know, you're getting the best out of him every time. So I go with him. I remember Coco Beware did his own thing too. Ooh. Coco did do his own thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Coco Beware. Yeah, I think that was one. Um, Road Dog. That's close. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know. Oh, you didn't know. Yeah. I'll go with that one. Um, does the rock count? He's just talking, but yeah, I guess. 
But well, his I, voice is like what helps shape the song, though. True. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But does he count? I get that. I would say so. Yeah. I, I got two of them for you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. My bad. Last but not least, I'd say um Ted DiBiase. <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> that laugh. Focus. Yeah. I got two for you guys that you may not know. Who do you know who's rapping Mark Henry's and MVP's original theme music? That's um such a shocker, ain't it? Which one? He does the I'm coming voice. Yeah, now he's doing the whole song. Silk the Shocker does the whole That's MVP the whole thing. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, if you go back and listen, Silk the Shocker does that whole thing. And also on Mark Henry's thing, who does Mark Henry's thing? Isn't that Three Six Mafia? You got it. You got oh, okay. It. I was trying to figure out which one you're talking about. Yeah. Somebody gonna get the ass whipped. <laughs> All the pain. All the Mark Henry. Yeah, so yeah, that's super shock of the whole the whole song for uh, MVP, and of course, three six for Mark Henry. So those are yeah, hmm. yeah, those are good ones. Good choices, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Nick, I believe it's on you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, in today's episode of <laughs> What You Say, we gonna take it back. Back in the time of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes, two years ago. Two years ago. Stay with me. What happened two years ago? Yeah. Um, no Spider-Man. No, the Spider-Man, new Spider-Man move popped out, you know. Okay. Yeah, a couple of things happened. You know, we getting back from the COVID. Um were we getting back out? No. Hey, it should that shit bouncing around again. Be careful. Bouncing right. up and down, up and down, <laughs> side to side, left and right. Man, my brother-in-law got it. My niece got it. I mean my uh nice. my nephew got it. Crazy. Crazy out here. Now, back to the fall of 2021 on AEW. Our boy Cody Rose is going through a rough patch. Had some L's go down. Mm-hmm. And a certain poor horseman was kind of mad at him and frustrated with him. The enforcer, a.k.a. Aaron Anderson, decides to give a pep talk to Cody. And for some reason, Aaron Anderson decided to pull out the Glock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Give him birth to Glock Anderson. Jesus. <laughs> you tripping right now. <laughs> <laughs> Glock was like, nah, bro. What you got, Jeff? What you got on it? That was crazy. He pulled a steep. Like, again, we, we, we all here, we love wrestling. And we suspend our belief, you know, all those good things to, to enjoy it, right? But dog, putting a gun out on rest. <laughs> That's that was too far, man. That was too far. But good shit. Good, good, good. Yeah, it, that was entertaining. Oh my that helped TNT out because TNT was cool with it. Yeah. Executives yeah. loved it. Yeah. Rock Anderson was a big hit. Man, yeah, we, we they can't ever go back to that. Well, they they've 
AEW has gone too far a few times. Like, exploding super kick, too far. M match ring post blow up at the end of the match, way too far. Glock Anderson, that took the cake, though. That was... <laughs> That's a lot. That's a I still lot. need a shirt, though. I still need a Glock Anderson shirt, though. I need that. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. As soon as I find one, I'm posting it up. Gotcha. <laughs> Is it my match of the week? Is your match of the week there, fella? All right. My match of the week, I'm not going too far back. I'm going two weeks ago. Um, I know it's on a Saturday night, so most of us aren't, you know, just watching weekly wrestling on Saturday night right now. But if you can, if you, you know, if you get, if you like me, you DVR and everything, go back and watch Collision from, I believe it will be now three weeks, two, two or three weeks ago, uh, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. They, those two, they have a storied history in the Indies, ROH. Um, my favorite, I talk about it in nausea, my favorite era of ROH, which became, the best guys at NXT, right? That whole little run from starting Punk, Brian Danielson, uh, Joe, and then rolling into Kevin Steen and the you know the Sami Zayn, you know all those guys. So that whole little run in RH, that's my favorite time, man. So go back a couple of weeks ago, watch Punk and Samoa Joe. Watch Samoa Joe walk away when Punk jumps off the top rope. That's just amazing, just amazing. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not too far back, but you know, still, still enough to where you know it's not yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Before we get out of here for the week, Andrew, you got something to say to the people? I do. Be like Athena. Be like Claudio Castagnoli. Be like Pac. Go where you are a big deal. Go where you're appreciated. I like it. Always so uplifting. Always so uplifting. It's hard, yeah. but I try. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what you got? All right, first of all. Oh, boy. I would like to say some sincere apologies. This will be the only time I would do this, so come closer. Uh -oh. I would like to apologize to J-Hove. Okay. You know, Andrew, Andrew Jay is Jay is our friend from college. We do another show. Yeah. I'm sorry, she didn't know who Jay was. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Jay's friend. Shout out to you. But he made a quote of saying LA food is overrated. Mm -hmm. As a foodie myself, I said, no, it is not overrated. However, after my last trip to LA, mm -hmm. I kind of agree because most of LA's best spots are outside the LA city district, which makes you want to not want to take a 30 minute drive out that way. So mm. I get them. So now I don't agree with them, but I'm going to apologize for being so hasty about disagreeing. That is all. Okay. All right. That's, so LA's, mature. that's mature. That's it. Yeah. Growth. This week. It's, it's growth. Oh, it's growth. There ain't going to be no growth next week. Oh, boy. <laughs> <All right>. So <laughs> that is our show for the week. Thank you all for listening. 
Um, thanks again uh, to Ruthless Lala for checking in with us on episode one on one. You know, if you haven't already listened to that, go back and go back and check out that uh, interview. Um, we had a fun time with her. Um, go back and check out all of our shows, man. Again, we're growing. Um, people are reaching out. We're reaching out to them. Um, this is fun. We get to talk about wrestling and just, as we always say, suspend reality for a couple of minutes while we talk about it. So we're good to go there. Um, can't wait for SummerSlam. Oh, I got a question for you guys um, before before we go. So the UFC is coming to Nashville on my birthday. Do I go? Why not? Never been, never been to UFC fight. Go experience Yeah, go. Go? Okay. Yeah, SummerSlam will be on Peacock after the fact. You could watch when you come home, watch it the next day. Go go see some some live UFC. Okay. Yeah, speaking of how they lose some money anyway. So you might as well just go. That was definitely what my holdup was. Like I kind of wanted to watch SummerSlam in real time. <laughs> it, it's gonna be here. Okay. All right. So go to the USB fight. That's what I'll do. All right, so again, make sure you thank you all for listening. Make sure you like us. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you uh, repost. Make sure you just interact with us, man. We we here to talk about wrestling. We're not gonna talk about much else, all right? We don't really want to care about you know what happened at school and all that stuff. But you know whatever we want to talk about, you know, good wrestling matches. That's what we are here for, man. Again, thank you. This is Eight Hundred Eight and Chair Shots, and we are out. Shout out to Glock Anderson. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was waiting for y'all to do y'all bye and your peace. You didn't do it. Uh, shout out to Glock Anderson. <laughs>